are already recording. So. Yeah. Okay, we're already recording. Welcome back for another episode of the Band Podcast with uh, my boy Batter. Yes, sir. My man Asher. Welcome. Nathan Majongwe. Yes, sir. And myself, Tona. Uh, really glad to have you back with us, guys. Uh, excited about this one. This episode. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Without further ado, we got to play the intro. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you for cutting you, me off. You got to be sorry for interrupting. Yeah. If you did things properly, <laughs> yeah. then I wouldn't have done that. No, you're right. You're right. You absolutely He's got a good spot. Survival yeah. mode. Thank you very much. No problem at all. Humiliating intro. That's okay. For, for me. Yeah. That's okay. Can you give me back later? Yes, I will. So like I was saying, this episode is uh, quite interesting for all of us because it touches on a subject that we are all very familiar with because it has to do with what we work with. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the hospitality industry. Here we go. Um, oh, yeah. First of all, um, I think the, probably the best way to start is just to ask everyone, how did you actually get into it? Um, it's not the type of thing that you come straight out of university or high school going into like you know i don't know anyone in high school who said i want to be a bartender or i want to be a waiter or maybe a chef but uh, I, I did okay well Asher is, uh, <laughs> there you go all right so let's start <laughs> with you correct sound like a terrible fucking decision sorry sorry but uh yeah how, how did you get into it? no because when i was in high school my sister and my brother were working in it so okay. it was really exciting to hear them coming home from work and talking about yeah just being in a bar or being in a restaurant uh I never wanted to be a chef, but that was also exciting for me just to be around the restaurant industry and the vibe and everything. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to do. Okay. What did they work with exactly? Uh, my sister worked in more events, so okay. like catering events, like uh, sports stadiums and stuff. And my brother worked in uh, more cocktail bar kind of things. Okay. Yeah. And some dodgy bars. You got like a... A glass thrown in his head one night. All right, he came home and told me about that, and I was I still wanted to work behind the bar. So. <laughs> wow. You always yeah. dreamed of having glasses thrown at your head. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Was it was it a side thing or was it their main? For my yeah. sister, it was the main thing. So she went to like a thing called TAFE, which is like a practical university. Mm. So she was studying it. Uh, she studied chef, chefing as well. Oh wow! I think. Here well, we go. You don't know. <laughs> I know. Well, she's gonna call you. She out had she had, she had chef pants and everything. So yeah, I know okay. she did. Oh, cool. uh, yeah. So cool. Better you come from like a hospitality kind of background, right? Yeah, it's it's a, it's family, a family business. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was the only thing that I worked with my entire life. Ah, almost till the point that I got here. Apart from your rap career, exactly, that you were working on which was <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> we all know how that did. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but it was it, it, it was the family business. Okay. Uh, my grandfather actually started the first restaurant ever in the city that uh, I grew up in. Wow! Wow! Yeah, and all my uncles, my father, everyone in the family uh, have to have a restaurant or something to do with restaurants, mm -hmm. okay. and their kids as well. So when did you get your start? Like when was the first time you went into uh, the restaurant and you're like, okay, nine years old. Oh God, I was a dishwasher. Oh, very they nice. Throw me at, at the nine dishwasher years old. at nine years old. Beautiful. It's like if yeah, it's it makes you tough, mm -hmm. and it's like it's not a tradition, but it's unwritten rule that mm. once you get to that age, you just start working, and they throw you in the worst possible place. I, I love I love that. I think that's great. And then they just move you around. Mm. I mean, there's not a, maybe. 
Well, I guess because <coughs> I guess where you are from, that's very normal. It's very right? normal, yeah. But I guess in the Western world, throwing a nine-year-old into a into a dishwasher, well, not a well, child abuse, like dishwasher, yeah. 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 going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, child it's not abuse. really. Yeah, it's it's more like frowned upon because of laws and regulations and safety and yeah, mm. of course. But you know, it's a different I can scenario. see the appeal behind mm. it. I guess if that's your environment and that's how things are, then. Mm. Exactly, Tona. How mm. about you? Uh, well, for me, I always loved cooking. Uh, I'm a chef, so I always loved cooking. But uh, I wasn't particularly good at it. I just enjoyed it. Um, and you know, I used to follow all the popular chefs like Jamie Oliver and Gordon Ramsay and mm. all these guys. And you know, I just loved the energy that they gave off, and you know, the creativity behind what they were doing was really appealing to me. So you know, basically, I studied law in university. I finished my degree. And then after that, I pursued, uh, you know, what was my passion? Mm-hmm. What is my passion? And I haven't looked back since mm-hmm. then. Lovely. Really. should probably say that I'm a bartender and uh, bad as a chef. Yeah, well. yeah. So we all know. <laughs> exactly. We're still currently working in the industry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you were a restaurant manager also, Asha. Yeah. yeah. I was. Okay, sorry. Uh, sensitive. are moving on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nathan, how about you? Ah, uh, well, I think probably out of, the, out of the four of us, I think I'm the one who fell into it, really. Yeah. Um, mm doing many different things before that. I mean, um, obviously went to uh, school, university, studied economics, finished economics, uh, worked a little bit in sort of the finance sector for a little bit, hated that. Uh, always wanted to do music, did music for maybe give or take 10 years, give or take. Mm. And then uh, moved on to uh, coming to Sweden. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? And before I knew it, they were like, well, why don't you come work in the restaurant industry? And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, why not? Seems like the same thing. You're performing when you're playing with an instrument. He was performing when you were in the restaurant industry. So did that and now I'm a bartender and um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. I didn't, you didn't start as a bartender though, right? That's exactly what I said. Started as a runner. That's exactly what I said. In my restaurant. Oh and God. And, <laughs> you were, and you were terrible. I said I fell into it. <laughs> That's what I said. Lured in by the mainstream. We picked and you up. And eventually I became a bartender. Never seen a man sweat so much in my life. <laughs> Outside of a gym. Outside of a gym. Or a marathon. Uh, listen, uh, restaurant industry here and restaurant industry in um, in London is a co- two completely different things. What's the difference? I mean... Where you were working. Where I was working, yes, of course. You know, if you work at the Savoy, it's going to be a different situation. I was not working at the Savoy. I was working at places where you're drenched with sweat because all you're doing is pouring pints and uh, picking up plates. And there was Ah, nothing else. Exactly. So there was no, there was no finesse to it. Uh, It was a change of of environment. Exactly. So uh, a little bit of baptism of fire, but I survived nonetheless. But you're a nice guy, so we kept you on. Shut up. There we go. You <laughs> <laughs> needed a job. <laughs> Felt sorry for you. Push and pull. <laughs> but I mean, like I said, for me, it was like, I wasn't very good at cooking, but I enjoyed it, you know? So yeah. how was it for you guys? Like, did you find that you were naturals when you started, you know, like Asher, when you started bartending, Nathan, when you started bartending, no. Batler, when you started cooking, was it like a natural thing for you or were you just, you had to grind and you had to like really... Uh, hell no. Uh, I was terrible. You were terrible. Okay. Yeah. I was like, when I when I watch new people coming into the bar now and how they pick up things quite quickly, mm. I'm like, I'm quite patient because I remember how bad I was. Mm. I was really, really bad. And I was just lucky enough to have people around me that cared about taking the time to teach me and letting me fuck up and continuing on. But no, I was diabolical. That's but the most important thing, yeah. actually. Yeah. But for you, like... This, you said you were bad. Was it because of the nerves or was it because you just didn't nerves. have this, the skill behind it? Nerves. Because it was nerves. Massive nerves. I yeah. really didn't want to disappoint anyone. 
the guests, my boss, my colleagues. I was really like, that was my main focus was like, if I screw this up, I'm not good enough in their eyes. Yeah. And that's out of respect. I had a lot of respect for my, my bosses at that time. Okay. Uh, for me, yeah. for me, it, it was the same thing. I wasn't natural uh, with it. Although I worked with restaurant my whole life, but I didn't actually work with cooking. I wasn't cooking myself. Mm. I was more of managing and taking care of other things. Mm. But uh, yeah, at one day I said, ah, okay, look, listen, uh, since you're working in this industry your whole life, you better start to know how to cook. Mm. So I started in the beginning and like Usher said, I was horrible. Yeah, I was really bad. To the point where I was cutting an onion with the fucking shit on it, with the peel. <laughs> that's it bad. didn't peel the onion. <laughs> okay. That's, so that's yeah, it was bad, that yeah. bad. <laughs> that's bad. Uh, but yeah, I was lucky enough to work with people and uh, to have the patience and the momentum to keep improving myself. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you had the right attitude as well, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people are, mm. people are willing to teach you and wait and, and give you a chance if you respect them mm. and respect the job. That's true. If you're an asshole about it, they're not going to give the time to you. Mm. I just didn't want to be a waiter, to be honest. Mm. <laughs> I was just like, bartender, all right, let's do it. All right, cool. Uh, whiskey sour. I'm like, oh, you do whiskey sour. Uh, so I was green, mm. green, 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 green. But uh, yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, I like to sort of be, be creative and I like to sort of mixing ingredients. And I think it's the same for all of us. Mm. That's where sort of it ends up becoming something that's fantastic because all you're doing is thinking about like, okay, how can I make something new? Creativity, yeah. Yeah, you start to create. For me, that was what's most important for me. I didn't find, and I'm just saying, no, knock to anyone who's a, who's a wait, waiter or waitress because, man, I could never do what you could do like constant basis every single day. Mm. Dealing with people just talking shit like, oh, I need this, I need that. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm coming right back. Yeah. And I'm going to put a, you know, people don't do this and I've never seen this. So I'm just saying disclaimer. <laughs> some people obviously, I'm sure at some point they go behind the, the scenes and fix your uh, meal a certain way mm. and bring it back. Uh, but I've never seen that. No, actually, that's, I think that's one of those urban legends or one of those myths. In well, all the time that I've been cooking, I've never actually seen someone react to a negative a situation from a guest or from a colleague or whatever by screwing up uh, a meal, throwing extra salt in, nah. spitting I've, in it. I've never seen it as never a seen it reaction to like a guest, but no. I've seen someone like we when I worked at McDonald's when I was younger, and one of my friends was like, you can see the grill where the guys are making the burgers and everything from where you order. Mm. Okay, and one guy had a cup of water and he's just drinking it and just spitting all over the grill, oh. whilst the burgers were cooking. And like I don't know, I didn't even think it was funny. Why? I don't know. You did it on purpose? Yeah. Oh, God. And I was at the front, so I was taking the orders. And the guy, I gave him the burger, and he's like, listen, man, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to pay for it. I don't want it. I'm not going to say anything, but so you know, your friend back there has just been spitting all over the grill. Wow. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, okay. Shout out to McDonald's. Disgusting. Yeah. And I went mm -hmm. to talk to him, and I'm like, because I wasn't the manager either. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. And he's just laughing. I'm like, ah. Embarrassing. But that's the thing also. You find very strange people mm. in our industry. Do you have to be... He's not a strange guy. That's the thing. He's he's a regular guy. Well, he's yeah, a strange not. guy if he's spitting on a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well Frank he, he knows who he is. <laughs> and he has listened to this podcast, so he can listen to it and yeah. tell me why he did it. Yeah. Anyway. Shout out to Joe Blow. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but for me, I remember like when I got into it, I was terrible as well. Like, 
because I was used to a certain way of living mm. my life, and mm. I was used to a certain way of doing things. I was I come from an academic sort of family, and you sit down, you study, uh, you're gonna get a degree, you're gonna do all this stuff. So you know, b- obviously, as you guys know, being in this industry is very hands-on. You use your hands literally a lot. You're on your feet. You're talking to people you're communicating you're walking up and down you're learning different skills that you use in order to improve yourself and improve whatever it is you're making whether it's a drink or food and i was terrible i was super bad mm. what, and what, sorry just not to cut you off but what surprised you the most like you did, what was you, the did, you did cut me off but yes, what did I did. Say? yeah i did yeah. exactly what surprised you most about what about just uh you know obviously you made the decision you're going to become a chef and then yeah. you thought to yourself like okay you've got some kind of idea of what it's going to be what's the one thing that surprised you the most where you're like Oof, I didn't think that you have to do this or I have to uh, do that. Just how physically and mentally demanding it is. Yeah. I think for me that was very like a very tough transition. Um going to chef school, I still say to people it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm. Uh just because it was just like being plunged into cold water. Uh and being someone holding your head down oh. and the only way you can get up is fighting by your way up. being better and mm. by being stronger and by learning you know mm-hmm. so for me i really struggled in the beginning and i remember at school i was one of the worst people and you know i was just constantly going back home and asking myself if i've made a massive mistake and yeah you know and then after that i did like my internship at a very very good restaurant also after that and that was an even bigger gap between actual chefs and me as a practical student who was mm-hmm trying to learn how to be a chef. Yeah. And man, that was very mentally tough. So I think for me that was the biggest thing. Mm. Uh the biggest shock, I would say. Um but I mean since we're all still in the industry, I mean there is something special about it, you know, given the fact that it's difficult and it's very demanding, you have to talk to people and unreasonable people a lot of the time. Mm. Like what 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 keeps you guys going like for you Asha like I know you're very passionate about what you do. Mm. So what has kept you in this industry so long? For me it's the very simple things. It's like if you if you serve a guest and like you've been serving them the whole night and at the end of the night they just come to you and say like that was amazing. Mm. That was great. The food was great. You were great. Like that feeling that you get from that simple joy of someone telling you that is for me is not comparable to anything else. I I, lo- I love that. I can relate to that, yeah. Yeah. I love that feeling as well. It's just a great feeling. I don't want like you know, people talk about getting a tip and everything like that, but for me that's almost more important as cliche as it sounds. Mm. Uh and also when you're teaching people, I think that we're a bit older now, uh all four of us. And when younger generations come into the industry, that's really satisfying for me to know that they've got something out of it. Mm. Just that that smile and that you know, gratitude. Mm. It really makes me just ah buzz kind of thing. Yeah. As a, like as a chef, I, I guess uh we can go sort of cuz I mean it's two chefs and uh, two people work on the floor. So I guess I'll bring this to batter is uh what what brings you, what also brings you like the most satisfaction. Uh because you know we get we see the people and we see if they're satisfied or not satisfied, if they're happy or not happy. They tip or don't tip, but I guess you're, you know, you're in the front. You're like basically in the front line cooking the food, mm. and uh, probably for the most part, people don't come to you and talk to you. So, like, what is the one thing that sort of gets you going? I think for me, I can say, I can relate to what these guys said as well. Mm. But uh, plus, there is no feeling in this world when you kick the shit out of a mountain of work with yeah. a hard working 
crew. Yeah. Getting the job there is done. no that mm. rush mm. is there is no comparison with any other profession, in my opinion. I agree. The adrenaline, it's everything, addictive. the noise, uh, the busy Friday night, and you're running, and everyone, the flow is so mm. so on point. Mm. That gives me the kick. Coming through the fire yeah. at the end of it. Yeah, it's really satisfying. Mm. So that feeling, I think, it's, di- it's different. Do you, do you appreciate it when waiters or bartenders, but mainly waiters, come to the kitchen and tell you that a guest is satisfied? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that's one of the... Uh, most important reasons I got into this business actually mm. to put a smile on someone's face because I think it's not done enough I make a point like if a guest says something nice to me about the food I'll go to the kitchen and tell them mm. you know and because chefs obviously they've got a lot going on so maybe they're not going to react like oh that's so nice thank you so much because yeah. they've got 20 tickets but I I know a lot of chefs that have been like that's really keeps us going yeah in the heat of the moment it if helps. we if we hear someone say that they really enjoyed the food then you're going to make the next plate even better because you put a lot of effort in yeah. it Mm. A lot of effort. Yeah. It's not an easy thing. It's not thing just a to production work. wheel. No, no, no. For me, I think also, like, because I'm a bit further, like you said, Asher, we're a bit older now. Mm. Um, and I'm a bit further in my career, I guess. But for me, I remember how tough it was for me in the beginning, just learning skills and learning how to do certain things better. So for me, I get a lot of joy from teaching people mm. and seeing someone who's having a really hard time with basic things or just with their mentality or their skills, then I can help that person and seeing them grow. Mm. For me, that's See really, the improvements. really, uh, I love that feeling. Me I really too. love helping people come out of the fire and mm. finding their own way, I guess, you know, in the kitchen. Because mm. in this industry, it's really, it's really tough. A lot of people don't have time. They don't have patience. They don't have, you know, it's, it's doggy dog, mm. you know, a lot of the time. So when you actually find people that are in need of help and you can help them out. I think that's nice. Mm. I think it's a really good thing. What about you, Nath? Uh, yeah, I think uh, sort of echoing all your sentiments. But I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, being a bartender, I think most of the time that I was a bartender, I was sort of on my own. So I guess it's all me. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I, you know, I've got some regulars, people who always come and always want to sort of uh, be surprised and I like to sort of create. So it's happy for, I'm happy to do that. Um yeah, I think for me it's just like what you said, you know, when you, let's just say, you know, there's a lot of things going on, you're in the shit, and someone asks for a specific cocktail that you're not thinking of. And um, I think most bartenders, bartenders get a bad rap, and I think understandably so, because sometimes bartenders are kind of like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? But I like to say, like, oh, what, you know, what are you looking for? And they're like, oh, I want something sweet, I want something sour, provided they're not asking some stupid shit, I'm happy to go. So, uh, yeah, and as long as you're nice about it and you appreciate it, that's fantastic. <laughs> you're, you're a rarity. So. Your, your, your profession is way different. Well, it's way different than ours because we don't deal with guests. Mm. Yeah. And for, for me personally, I don't know about Tona, that was one of the reasons that I chose to be in the kitchen instead mm. of on the floor. Yeah. You need to have the personality for it. Yeah. Yeah. And the patience. To be able I think to the patience as well because I think um, uh, whether you, even if you're a waiter or if you're a bartender, I think it's two different clientele as well. You know, people who are in the bar, um, they're expecting a drink. Mm. So um, sometimes you've got to let them know, calm down, calm down. I'm going to come and see you. Because people are just like, I want a beer, I want a beer, I want a beer. It's like, okay, just calm down. Mm. And then eventually, you know, the thing I like about bartending is that you're controlling your own space. And you really can slow things down or speed things up if you want to. Um, and what I mean by that is sometimes people can be a bit rude. And you can be like, okay, well, he's going to have to wait a little bit. Because other people want stuff and you're being rude. And then eventually, 
you're going to find out that the person's like, okay, I understand what I've done wrong. And I'll be like, okay, cool, fantastic. Let's start again. What do you want? And we start over. Um, yeah, and I think the same with, I think for me, being a, like a waiter is just amazing for me because um, so many different tables, so many different things going on. You know, someone puts two there and you're thinking of a, like a table of four and people don't know what they want. You're looking at people like, oh God, oh God, oh God. And you get another table, you get another table, you get another table. And you, your section is full in like five minutes and you've got to figure out exactly who needs to go where. For me, it's just crazy. I love that. Whereas, yeah, exactly. I hate it. Whereas, whereas as a bartender, people are just looking at me, so I can just choose who I want to. You know, you're in yeah. control. I'm in control. I'm in more control. Like you're you. Neo bending the matrix yeah, to exactly. your will. <laughs> I bend it to my will. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. But I mean, also like for us, people always look at our industry from the outside in and say, "Man, you guys need to be crazy in order to." to just survive in that kind of place, you know? And I think that's popularized by shows like Hell's Kitchen mm-hmm. and, like, you know, these crazy TV shows. And they don't even show the real thing. No, they don't show mm-hmm. the real thing, but that's what people it's see. It's worse than... That's what people than see from said, outside. Yeah. But we know. Yeah, we know, exactly. it can exactly. be a lot worse. So, you know, I think... Do you think you need to be a special kind of crazy in order to survive? Just look at our colleagues. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by that? What Definitely. Do you mean? Look at our colleagues. Yeah. I mean, look at... A, Ah, man. I yeah. mean, obviously, I'm not putting anyone on blast. Yeah, don't mention any names. Of course I won't. Yeah. Definitely not. Uh, I'll try to be as uh, as abstract as possible. But uh, yeah, a lot of people, uh, like you said, there's a very stressful environment, pressure. Uh, people who are really boisterous sometimes have really big lows. Uh, they like, if you like to entertain people, you like to entertain yourself after work. People go to after parties. People don't sleep. People take uh, copious amounts of powder, yeah. uh, copious amounts of liquid, all different stuff. And uh, yeah, you got to make it work. And some people are better at handling the pressure than others. Some people just think it's, I mean, it is what it is. Everyone's different. But I think particularly in this industry, having worked in different things, uh, people are a little bit crazy. You have to be crazy. Yeah. All the long shifts, mm-hmm. the weird shifts. Yeah. You work on holidays, weekends. You work with a very high tempo. Yeah, you need to be. You can't. You can't be just. You have to have a, a thick regular skin. guy. Yeah, you, have, well, you have to have a thick skin. And I mean, there's a reason, like you were saying, Nathan, that we well, that a lot of us drink a lot and do drugs and everything like that. Mm. It's a release point, and a lot of the time that's after work because the work, the work. You know, you work for five, six hours, mm. and it's so intense. It's so yeah. cutthroat. Everyone's attacking each other, and then at the end, you want to say why you did it. Mm. And you need to be a little bit intoxicated when you say that, or you're going to really offend someone. Mm. You know. You think people could survive without the nope. drugs and alcohol? Nope. Uh, Not to the same extent. Uh, I think I think yeah. they can. If different different people would work in the industry if that was the case. Mm. Depends on the person, though. Also, I mm. guess. But but I think it's is it the chicken or the egg really? Mm. Like, um, if you're somebody who likes intense situations, you're going to like to have intense off time too. Mm. So uh, at the end of the day, it's, I think yeah, it's either the chicken or the egg. It's like you wouldn't. St- you wouldn't stick around if you were like to bring let's say somebody who works in an office from nine to five from uh working somewhere in uh some accounting office and brought them in there and said okay listen you're gonna be a waiter today they would leave within five minutes because mm. they're like no no it's too much but also but some- I, mm-hmm. sorry go on no 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 it's like go for it yeah no i mean but also i think a lot of the time people 
see our industry as um seven circle of hell well <laughs> yes that's what i was gonna say but i was also gonna say <laughs> i'll say the sixth circle but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i mean people also have their nose up to the industry a little bit and see it as something a bit lower like a blue collar job like um, a respect you know huh? i'm you know i work in an office i could never do something where i could you know be taking dishes and mm. serving food to people do you think people are like do you think there's a sort of stigma towards it? Like people feel like it's below them or beneath them? I think so. Mm-hmm. Like as you said, when you're in high school, not many people are like aspiring to be something in the industry. Mm. Apart from a chef. Because a chef, is, a chef has been like uh, on TV and yeah, everyone knows about famous chefs mm. and everything like that. But no, to be like a bartender or a waiter or even a restaurant manager. Mm. It's not really something that people talk about as, as a real good profession. You know? Their levels. So, yeah. Mm. Mm. But I mean, I mean, there's a lot of creative. I mean, obviously, there's creativity in cooking. There's a lot of creativity in mixology, also, like being able to mix a really good drink. And I mean, Nathan, I can, you know, for you, I saw how how much female interest, for example, that you used to get. Well, wow, thank you. You did. Oh. I mean, you did. <laughs> and I think it had to do with your personality, but also it had to do with the fact that you were so good with some of the things you created and like you said you got a lot of regulars and mm. you know the people that used to come back and say oh can you make me this drink that you just randomly created like oh i can't remember what i did but i'll try my best you know i put so drugs in them uh, is that well, <laughs> <laughs> oh god all right <laughs> yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm joking i mean I, I don't know i haven't seen any tv shows with bartenders and stuff oh there is one there, there is, is one. They're probably okay. terrible. it's terrible it's terrible they uh, don't have the same kind of grit as the chef ones i guess Ah, this uh, one I think might be even slightly worse. Uh, we're going to check it out. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, maybe... Uh, oh, American. What's the guy's name? John Taffer, I think John Taffer, yeah. yeah, something okay. like that. yeah. exactly. It's like a Gordon Ramsay of bartending. Gordon Ramsay of oh. bartending. So basically what they'll do is like, they'll say like, okay, uh, you're like in this dive bar. And they'll be like, okay, yeah, so, um, you know, uh, we need help. Just like they do with uh, Gordon Ramsay's uh, Kitchen Nightmares, as they call it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, they'll bring uh, this guy, he will come in and he's looking through like sort of like surveillance camera to see how they're working. Most of the time, the owner is blind drunk mm. most of the time and he's drinking in his own bar not doing any work oh wow uh, exactly so he comes in and he's like listen you came here to help okay so we're gonna give you a couple of days to sort of teach you how to do things they bring some asshole bartender to teach people how to make a mojito properly all that kind of stuff obviously these people are just like okay cool whatever a few days later they say we're gonna have an opening and they just bring 50 people in at one time oh, uh, wow. to make 50 cocktails <laughs> it's, no it's, it's just like great. it's yeah. just it's like okay. come on it's like a crowd of like a hundred people just swarming the bar and like all ordering at once. And then this guy's yelling at them. He's like, uh, see, you can't bullshit. do it. You can't do it. It's like, no one could do that. <laughs> you would have been able possible. to do it. You, you do it. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, oh, you didn't use Stupid. measurements. And they throw away the drink. Start again. Yeah, like, he's like, oh start in God, front of the guests. He's like, start again. Start oh, again. All right. like, oh. The Gordon Ramsay of the cocktail world. Yeah, but. I, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Bar Rescue. But anyways, yeah, uh, it's not a plug. But it can be a plug if you wanted to. Uh, but uh, chaos, okay. chaos, exactly. I mean, that's that's pretty diabolical, I guess. It's, it's extremely diabolical, actually. That would piss me off if I was a bartender and that kind of thing happened. But bartenders are really pissed off as it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, what are some of the things you hate about the industry? For example, like since we're on the topic of people not being appreciative, and maybe you have like a a boss who's an asshole or whatever. Or I mean, it's all different. For I mean, I know for me. One thing that I really hate is having very toxic colleagues because for me, I just feel like teamwork is a very big part of what we do and good vibes. Yeah, You can't always be happy. That's not realistic. You can't always be positive, but at least don't try to bring other people down. And I've worked with people 
And I've heard of people who try to do that, and that's one thing that I really hate. Um, so, I mean, for you guys, like battle for you. Uh, for example, me, it's the same, exactly yeah. the same reason, bro. It's not the long shifts, it's not the weekends or mm-hmm. long hours or any of that. I know a lot of people who works in the same industry. When you ask them, ah, okay, why? What What do you hate about this mm-hmm. line of work? And they will say, ah. You don't have a social life. You need to hang out and have friends with the same industry because you don't have enough time to socialize with people. I don't care about any of those. But uh, the colleagues part is very important. For you to work with people who have zero interest of what they're doing is the worst thing. Mm -hmm. It's the worst thing ever. They're literally there for a paycheck. Even That's it. We all know. Like When you work in the kitchen or the restaurant industry, the paycheck is not that great. Comparing to other professions, yeah, sure. you know what I mean. Yeah. So they they're just there because you know they found it, or they just I don't know, trying to make and a side a side uh, hustle or and something. And like to add on to that as well, I think it's the labor turnover as well. Mm. It's just sometimes it can be you know really fucking annoying. Like you know where it's like you build a team, mm. everything goes well, and then all of a sudden someone leaves, then the new person comes in, completely destroys the whole vibe. Mm. You know, completely destroys the whole vibe, and then someone else will leave, and someone will come back, and someone will come in and come back. You always feel like you know you think you're going climbing up a ladder, and then sort of like the ladder sort of falls over. You have to start again. Yeah, um, yeah. We talked about a type of people who works in this industry, yeah. and there are idiots, and there are people who just don't know mm. and trying to improve. Yeah, mm. we all been there. We all been the the second type trying where we improve, trying to improve and learn and actually listen and look at people or go go home and search for recipes or try to create mm. some drinks at your free time just to improve yourself and there's the first type the first kind which slab of slab of beef. fucking idiots mm. there's no other words i'm not mm. trying to be an asshole or just mm. putting someone down but they're just idiots i, I would rather to work with fucking i don't know Twelve HIV uh, drug uh, addicts. <laughs> oh, oh God! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know. But jerking into my face once a week, then working <laughs> with that Christ. motherfucker. Well, I was gonna say Pokemon, but anyways, yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly wouldn't. I'm sorry. That situation. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. I think that you're right <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> but the the idiots. But the, I mean, the thing what frustrates me the most is when the idiots don't get called out. Mm. So there's a lot of lazy people in this industry. There's a lot of people that are hanging on the tails of everyone else. But management is key Mm. for me. And to watch what really irritates me, because I've been in management before, is watching certain people get away with it. And the people who should be trying to fix these issues are just looking the other way. Mm. And that that is such a big deal for the people who are doing the work. Because it creates a culture that they're like, well, you know, you want to do well. You are good at your job. But why should I? It trickles down. It trickles down. And it, and it flows through the kitchen. It flows through the bar. It flows through the whole restaurant. So that's what irritates me is when people get away with it. Because once you have, and at the moment I have it, it's great. Once you have that common respect between all of your colleagues, you know everyone's going to do the job. And you you feel better when you go to work. Mm. You know, and when it moves re- like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, when, when it's busy, when it's busy, yeah. you know everything's getting done you know no yeah. one's at the back you know just chilling out so true no better feeling than you knowing that everyone is giving 100 yeah yeah even if you're all getting rammed and it's a crazy busy night mm. but everyone is just giving their all it's, it's you, such a you great feel feeling. you feel confident yeah you do that confidence you'd be like oh okay i don't have to worry about my true. side dishes or yeah. no the time of this ticket and 
It's a trust thing. It's one. It's one trust unit really rather than yeah. split units. It's one unit working together. Because, mm. like Nathan was saying, like when if, for example, someone leaves and it's almost like the house of cards falls and you have to rebuild from the beginning, mm. it's not necessarily the new person's fault, but the chemistry is not the, the same, chemistry. and it mm. takes time mm. for you to build that. And I think our if industry, they're willing to do it, ex- if they're willing to do it, exactly. Mm. And our industry is unique, I think in that it's very, very dependent on personal relationships and how you get along with the person Absolutely. next to you. I haven't worked an office job really before. Uh, just once when I was, um, you know, doing an internship at a bank. Sucks. Yeah. But um, I, I, could, I found that you could literally just sit at your desk all day, hardly say a word to anyone, do mm. your job perfectly fine, go home. You don't have to talk. You don't have to communicate. You don't have to do anything. But in our job, that's not possible. Imagine putting that person in a kitchen in a professional situation. Forget about it. On a Friday night, when you have a line of tickets that coming out of the door, Mm. you just run out of salads, and the dishwasher is not working. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, all right. And you you need to cut steaks. Yeah. They would spontaneously self-combust, I think, in that moment. Yeah, I I think it would have left way before that happened. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. Have you ever had to be that person that, that... like I was saying before, the manager that has to sort people out. Have you ever had to fire someone before? Uh, yes. Personally, no. I haven't had to fire anyone, but I have had to give my recommendation on whether someone should be fired or not. Mm. And um, that, Sucks. Per- that person had to go. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Mm. But it's not a nice feeling. No, it's not. It's not a nice feeling at all. Better you said you did it, right? Yeah, I did it. Back home in Iraq. How was it? Normal. Is it nice? <laughs> no, it was normal. You feel good about yeah, it? Was, feel nah. good about yourself? No, nah, it was normal. The dude was just not doing the job that he was supposed to do. How did he take it? Very well. Okay. He knew it. <laughs> like, he didn't argue and be <laughs> like, like right. oh, no, That's please, nice. or whatever. I just told him, like, oh, look, bro, I'm sorry, but you're not meant to be in this in this industry, to be very honest with you. And he was like, ah, okay, but uh, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. Then I suppose uh, today is my last day. I was like, yeah. It is Because there, is. there is no contracts or nothing. No. You just, it's a word of mouth. You leave on the spot. Yeah. Wow. Have, you, have you had to do it? Fine one, no. Um, uh, not say like you're fired, but say, nah, you shouldn't come back. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So like a recommendation. Also. Yeah, exactly. But this is not hospitality. This is when I was doing music, you know, it's just like, okay, this drama sucks. Yeah. You know, <laughs> oh. like this drama no, sucks. He's not even. He's, nah, please don't bring it back. Mm-hmm. I'll bring somebody else. I'll get you somebody else. But this guy needs to go. Uh, so yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, I didn't have executive order, but um, I was, I guess, more of a consultant. Mm. They were like, "Oh, what do you think?" I was like, mm. ah, "That guy, if you can't walk and chew gum at the same time. There's no way yeah. he's gonna do drums in this band." Uh, mm. So yeah, it is what it is. Mm. I mean, some people are better. At those you need people like that too, right? Yeah, like people like you who can actually read a situation. Maybe you're not the boss as such, no. but the boss will come to you for your recommendation Advice, because yeah. he trusts your judgment, you know? And, you know, at places I've worked, you know, I've, for example, had two bosses and one of them is great in all the ways, but he's terrible at hiring, mm. you know? So the other guy does the hiring and the other guy does the firing because yeah. the first guy can't do mm. it so well, mm. you know? Mm. And that's really important that you have people like that. It's funny you say that because I had to... I was rec- like had to do the recommendation thing, mm. but then I also had to carry it out, oh, because my boss was too cowardly to do it. <laughs> and I remember, I'll just quickly. Uh, but we had this 
I was working. That's a, that's a bit annoying though. It was because it's not your job. It was a good lesson to, for me though. Yeah. Uh, I was a bar manager, and uh, I was working in in Melbourne in a bar, and we had a really like close knit team. As Nathan was saying, the turnover was so high. But we had the same team for maybe two years, and then we hired this new guy, who's from Cuba. Okay. Mountain of a man, like mm. a huge guy, and one one Friday night, super busy. Was he bigger than the mountain from Game of Thrones? Not quite, but close to it. So you can't really call uh, him. Uh, right, relax. Dothraki. Okay. Yeah. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> right. But I'm like, where is uh, Pablo? His name was Pablo. Pablo the mountain. Yeah. I'm like, where Did is he? Did you call him that? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been such a I didn't want to give his ego anymore. Right. Okay. Because it was very egotistical. And we were mainly ah, girl, okay. there was mainly girls working on the floor, and they had a big problem with him. Ah, okay. Uh, anyway, I'm like, where is he? And I came to the back of the house, like, was a, a round bar and we had like a center part where we did the dishes and everything. And I walked into the back and my eyes just started watering. And he's on the floor scrubbing the floor with bleach. Like like a madman. Oh wow. And I'm like, what are you what are you doing? He's like, I just wanted to take some initiative. The place was dirty. So he's on his hands and knees scrubbing, scrubbing, Shit. scrubbing, scrubbing. And apart from that, he was like like I said, he didn't get along with any of the girls. He was just very dominating, blah, blah, blah. so I had to take the decision. Okay. So I told my boss, and he's like, "Yeah, you can, you can do it with HR." <laughs> I'm like, "What? <laughs> why, why should I do it?" Anyway, so I met him on the day I had to do it, uh, and we, I told him we had a meeting with HR, and he kind of knew what was going on. So we're in the change room getting changed, <laughs> and I'm like in the corner getting changed, like, and he walks up in his tidy whities in his underwear, walks right up to me, and he's like, "Are you gonna fire me?" Oh shit! And I'm like. Uh, no I'm like we're just gonna have a meeting it wasn't me and he's like yeah because I have a wife and kids and I need this job oh, and if you fire me I'm oh, fucked yeah. da, da, da. I'm like listen man I just told you we're gonna go for Not a meeting and and I, I still did it I had to do it because at the end of the day you have to make those decisions yeah. it's a business and a workplace and all the other colleagues are getting affected shout and out to the asshole I'm sorry <laughs> I'm sorry about that but look at those starving children it is what it is, is man yeah. I mean, your boss is a piece of shit, though. For at that time, yeah, I had, I've had initiative. some incredible bosses, but he was. I've got many stories about him, but we won't yeah. get into that. He was. He knows who yeah. he is. All right. So, okay, fine. On that topic, though, what's the worst boss you've ever had? Him. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he is the worst. Is is it because he was generally a spineless? Yes. Invertebrate. Every, every little thing that was an issue, or every decision that was a tough decision to make, he was never involved in it. Mm. But every brand new idea that made no sense he wanted us to carry out without his help as well always sat in there it was just oh it was just i quit very mm. soon after he started mm. i mean i've had some amazing bosses i mean generally i've been lucky actually mm. uh tough bosses who are like very sort of passionate about what they do yeah, exactly. and they love doing what they're doing men Ridiculous. and women mm. i mean the toughest boss i've ever had was a woman you know like uh, from a restaurant i used to work in, in south africa super super good really really tough i grew up a lot because of her um but i think bad bosses i mean i guess bad or knows like um at a place a hotel i used to work there was this uh, australian guy and uh he was just i was about to say the same, he was a con artist person. i'm pretty sure he was a con artist because australians mate i'm sorry mate like yeah. they don't do it mate but i mean he <laughs> was, was a maniacal he was <laughs> a maniacal cunt he was a maniacal you know what my but brother I mean, he was just so incompetent at his job and what used to piss people off the most was that he he just yeah he just like expected other people to do things mm. uh most of the time because he was lazy but 
half he of the time because shit. he wasn't able to do it. Mm. He didn't have the skill level for it. We didn't mm. have the knowledge for it. I have to wonder how he got in yeah. that position. Uh, he's a con artist. Mm. Pretty sure. I think he... We were convinced that, yeah. yeah you've never worked in a kitchen before. I don't think he had ever worked... In a kitchen that size, maybe he worked at a. Nah, bro. The, the so. dude was asking which which part of frise we should use, <laughs> yeah, which part of the salad to use for the. To I was like, what? You're you're the head chef. Yeah. You're asking yeah, me. I'm a demi chef. chef. Which part of frise salad you yeah. should keep, yeah. and you which which part you should. Even throw. I know that. Oh my god! Funniest thing was one day we had a group of like twenty people, not a massive group, and he was responsible for this. He never normally worked uh, night shifts, but he was working the night shift today. On this day. So he runs down to the restaurant because um, our banqueting section was on the upper floor and the restaurant was on the lower floor. And he runs down to, to us. I'm not sure if you're working that day, better, But he runs down and he was it was like a fish, a main course or something. And he runs down in a panic. Uh, guys, the group is going to be here in 30 minutes. Uh, but who's going to make the fish? Uh-huh. Uh, excuse me? Moment of silence. Uh, I've heard about it. Yeah. No, I wasn't working. And we're like, what do you mean? That's why you're here. <laughs> you make the fish. I and we all started laughing because we thought he was joking, uh-huh. and oh he was like, "What's so funny?" God. And we're like, "Wow, um, who's gonna make the fish, mate?" Yeah. <laughs> so no, I, he wasn't a favorite of mine. Uh, uh, the meatballs. One one interaction with him was other than the frisée shit mm. was the meatballs. Yeah. We already have the meatballs cooked, so all what you need to do is warm them up and serve them. Yeah. And he came and he was like, "Yeah, how 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 should we do this?" Like what do you mean? Like how, how are we gonna serve the meatballs? It's like uh, okay, all right, you're I on guess, that I guess, level. I guess we're, we're here. <laughs> yeah, do you exactly. know which part of Australia is from? Uh, I don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, don't give a fuck. The bad part. Yeah. How about you, Nathan? You I don't had, think uh, he was Australian at all. At this point, um, he could have been lying about it. Couldn't anything. be no, about but he was he was half Australian, and half Greek. I remember that much. That says a lot. But Nathan, have you had a bad boss? Oh um, yeah, oh yeah, or uh, an annoying course. one? Usher, not me. <laughs> no, not no, me. No. <laughs> I'm the best Who boss you ever Usher. had. <laughs> no, 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 not Usher. Uh, and it wasn't quite a boss, but above me, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Uh, exactly. Uh, let's just say we got into uh, yeah d- uh, quite a lot of problems. Yeah, uh, I'll put it that way. It was a personality issue or is an incompetence issue like 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 us? No, it was a personality issue. Okay, uh, he had an issue with me for whatever reason, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, towards the end, uh, yeah, you got just really exploded. heavy. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I had to do what I had to do, and uh, I did it. We'll put it that way. Mm. May he's may he rest in peace. Or uh, I sh- I, sh- I should have let him rest in peace, <laughs> but uh, I let him live. Uh, we'll put it that way. Yeah, okay. It shows the importance, though. It really shows the importance of a good boss mm. to to how you work and how you're motivated to work and everything like that. Yeah, of course. As yeah, same with every industry, but it's particularly ours, mm. where you're spending so much time on your feet and you have to interact with people so much, and a lot of it is based on gratitude you just get from your colleagues and also from guests. And yeah, even from the boss. If the boss yeah. comes to you and says, "Like, hey, did a really good job," it helps. Mm. But have you guys ever had like super crazy, like what's the craziest thing that's ever happened while you're on shift? You know, Oh like, God. Like where you just, for me, it's maybe not the craziest thing, but one thing that happened, it was, you know, I was back in South Africa and this was in summer, peak of summer. We had a seafood menu going on and it was crazy. Like there were 10 chefs opening oysters, people screaming. You think it's like Chernobyl and World War and everything mixed in one, explosions. And um, I was shucking the oyster and... I um, uh, accidentally stabbed my hand, my palm, clean open, like blood everywhere. 
uh, while I was shucking oyster. And I was still a, uh, a student at the time, you know, working at this restaurant that I told you guys about. Mm. And then, you know, I turned to my, I think he was the chef de partie at the time, my my uh, supervisor colleague. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, oh, um, my my hand, uh, what should I do? He's like, I don't give a shit. I don't have time for this. <laughs> yeah, you think yeah. I, have a, I don't give a fuck. Go sort it out now and get your ass back. And I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> so I just ran to the bathroom, washed my hand under the That's you know, the real deal. That would not happen these days. And yeah, I mean, it's a d- it was a different environment. Sure. It still is a different environment. That's but um, South Africa, it depends don't fuck on where you yeah, work, bro. Yeah. It depends on where you work. Yeah. I had the same experience here. Yeah. Uh, at one shift, I burned my hand, yeah. like the whole hands. I put a pan in the oven, and I then it was yeah. so busy. Like you said, you have ah. a lot of tickets and shit. Feeling it now. Mm. And then I opened the oven without having a, yeah. a cloth, mm. and I just took the pan with my bare hands. Ah. And the oven was like on Sizzling. 200 degrees, and I heard that. Yeah. And you know, when you're in the rush, you don't feel pain at no. the same much, yeah. At the same it takes time, a while. it takes a while. Adrenaline. So I just took it. I was like, okay, whatever, fuck. Did you, you didn't throw drop it, it away. You? Put it on the bench. Did you drop it? <laughs> no, no, no. I took it. I already had it in my hand, so I was like, okay, fuck it. Hi. I threw it on the bench. That's a real man. My right? name is Arnold. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's bad there. I were I screamed. <laughs> my sous chef was like, ah, oh, fuck. Okay, what happened? I was like, ah, oh, nothing. Nothing happened. And then I felt it, but then in the rush, again, I touched the same fucking pan because oh. I put it. I was trying to take God. it away. So uh, now I have double burn hands and we have a busy shift. Then I went to my sous chef and I told him, bro, I can't work. I really can't work. I can't feel my fucking hands. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. Fix it. I need this order, this table in fucking eight minutes. Wow. So I went to the back to the freezer and I took the f- coldest thing that I can find, put it in my hand, in one of my hands, wrap it with plastic foil and then just... Worked with one hand and then swapped the shit to the next one and wow. worked with the second hand. Wow. Yeah. But that was a nightmare. That was my worst shift in the kitchen ever. Yeah. Sounds rough. How about you guys? Uh, nothing. I haven't had, I mean, I've worked in a You've never had a I, bad I, shift. I worked, no, no, terrible I've had shift. terrible shifts. Or the craziest but thing that's happened on a yeah, shift. I think the, I mean, yeah, exactly. The, the restaurant I worked in was crazy. But, I mean, here in Sweden, or yeah, in Sweden. But but back home where I worked, I had a we had a it was like a lounge bar I was working in, and a lot of people got married nearby, so we'd have a lot of people coming for drinks after their marriage and everything. And one time, this beautiful bride came in with the family and the groom and everything, and they sat down and they ordered these drinks and red wine and champagne, and we had a new guy, and I really wanted him to learn, and the art of carrying a tray with drinks on it is quite difficult when you're beginning. Mm. Especially if there's more than one or two drinks on it. Okay. If the champagne flutes as well. Yeah. If the, the, the glasses can be very difficult and you know, and we had to carry everything on trays. I hate champagne flutes. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks past the table and he doesn't want to do it and I'm like, you have to do it. Like I know it's nerve wracking, but you have to do it. So he basically spilled the entire tray of drinks on the bride. Oh no. And oh. red wine as well. So this is why people call me an asshole. So he came, <laughs> <laughs> he came back, uh, and I went to the table and I apologized. But then he had to bring another tray of drinks, and I made him do it again. And he did it, and he didn't drop anything. Yeah. But I'm like, you have to. That that's a big thing in the industry for me is when you fuck up. Unfortunately, not no one's gonna someone's fix it, not, but not yeah. all the time. Someone's gonna be able to help you and like mm-hmm. oh, go to the back for five minutes and just. 
take it easy, take a breather. No, you have it. to, when it's busy, mm. no one else can do it. True. So you got it, and we weren't busy, but he, yeah, he did it, and and you need to fix it yourself. You're not yeah. waiting for someone, like you said, someone else to no. come and help you out or fix it for you. You're gonna exactly. Have to do it. And as as terrible as he felt at the time, afterwards when he came back, he felt so fucking good. Mm. It's like I did it, and like yeah, but she's covered in red wine, bro. <laughs> Oh man! Oh god! But she she didn't cry or anything, did she? Or she? Uh, she I mean, it was a wedding day. Cry? So. She was pissed. Yeah. Actually, she already said on the dotted line, I guess. So yeah. it's all good. The groom was uh, laughing as well. It was <laughs> quite rough. He was probably drunk. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nathan? No, the same thing happened to me. Uh, well, uh, so basically, I was uh, at the time I was a bartender, but it was so busy. Normally, I would just leave it for people to pick up, but uh, I think it was like six beers, I think, give or take. Yeah, it was like six beers, and I was like, ah, okay. I'm not a tray fan, but I, I'll use the tray. It's cool. No problem at all. I can use it uh, if I have to because there's no time. So now I'm walking towards the table. Uh, it's a table for six. Six beers, obviously. Uh, and then um, one st- stupid guest, as I was just about to sort of give the beers out, bumps into me so violently. I drop all six pints of beer on oh. this lady. Was this in London? No, here. Where we used to work. It could have been worse, actually. Was I there? You weren't working that day. Beer is... Uh, no, beer is a problem. <laughs> I would have made yeah. you go back. <laughs> no, but Carry it again. No, but literally this... No, but it wasn't It wasn't my fault. I bet he didn't even apologize. No, he didn't. He yeah. didn't even of look back. That didn't. happens yeah. a lot. Of course. That happens a lot like, more. Like, literally, because it was so busy. Mm. And you know where it is. You know, like, when we're in the... Uh, you know, as soon as uh, you leave the bar, you know that very cl- t- tight quarters. If people are, like... Yeah, people yeah. Are literally people sitting, are lining like, up. There's literally like just enough for your body just to fit. So you're going like this. And then someone basically was just being an asshole and just bumped into me. Mm. And then they just all went. And you know, once one tips, the rest over. will yeah. fall you off. It's you over. Don't, yeah. yeah. Once one tips, you don't want to try and save the rest. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah. It's like dominoes. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like dominoes. Because then it, it just. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> 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 Ah, uh, it was like an action movie, and then uh, anyway, so it went over also inside her bag. And I was just like, oh, man. at least oh, it was my. beer. I, I saw, I saw a waiter yeah, spills things. coffee. I've seen that hot well. coffee. Yeah, I've seen that <laughs> on a guest. Scalding coffee and <laughs> breakfast time. So That's the, very difficult the, to do. The, the the lady, the lady just woke up. She, she was half asleep, and then she gets yeah, burned by exactly. Uh, bro, when when I was oh, learning, like I was going to academy or whatever, like a hospitality school, we had this one guy. He looked like Ronald McDonald. <laughs> So he had like uh, afro red hair and yeah. he was just, all the teachers were like, ah, I'm sorry, but he's just got like, he was the one guy in the class that everyone knew was just no hope. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't Hopeless. do anything. Yeah. And still they encouraged him. No and, and I'm like, ah, and we, we had like these trial dinners with people like they pay half price because we're students. And he spilled a like pot of hot coffee all over the back of this old lady. Oh, no. And she's just like, ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he, Ronald McDonald's just standing there like uh, what am I supposed to do he didn't know what to do either he's yeah. just standing there I'm froze. like go and get something like you oh. froze oh. <laughs> sorry I should be laughing but no. just oh man but that, that's that's a disaster it was he was a disaster yeah hope he's really? still not working in the industry now hopefully not man <laughs> but I mean if you guys weren't doing this what would you be doing So did you have uh, did you have any other options or was this like kind of like your destiny? Options or wishes? I I, I can start. Sure, that. two. We can break it up into two parts. Like, what would you, good, yeah, you if you if you had another choice of another job to do, what would it be like your dream job? 
And realistically, what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing now? Uh, for me, it'd be going back to music, really. Yeah. Um, sound like you guys, you know, you guys have got such a passion for it. For me, I have a passion for the people. I have a passion for my colleagues, passion for, the, you know, like making sure people are happy and they live satisfied. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, music is more my thing. Mm. Uh, I definitely would like to do that. But uh, I'm happy where I'm at the moment, so can't complain. Mm. Ash? Never had anything else in my mind. Yeah. Like when I was younger, I wanted to be a football player and tennis player and stuff Ugh, like me that. Me too. Yeah. You know? And if I was able to do that, I was good enough. I tennis would've. player. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I can, I can play tennis. <laughs> tennis player. Yeah. But football was my, my Football dream. was my thing yeah. as well. And Aussie rules, but I was too small. <laughs> but that would that would have been great. If I was good enough, I would have gone along that because I love the sporting environment. I love the club mentality of yeah. the, you know, everyone getting together and riving each other up and a, a teamwork, you know. I love mm. that, but never anything else almost since I left high school have I thought about doing. Because mm. I've never thought I'm good enough to do anything else either. Oh, sure. <laughs> Fuck all you. Barry, you? I know you come from like a very strong uh, cooking background in your family. But uh, to be honest, it would be something with designing. I was going to say you'd be a model or something. I think. No, either no. designing, either <laughs> designing, <laughs> designing, about? designing oh, sorry. clothes. Sorry, jeez. Didn't think you were that either happy. designing clothes. That was <laughs> something you want to tell us, uh, Tawana? <laughs> no. What do you mean? Nothing. Uh, Fancy uh, yeah, exactly. Nothing. You think he's good looking? It's not a bad. Uh, what's yeah. wrong with that? He's my bro. Yeah, just saying. That's what Nathan was saying. So, yeah. ah, says a lot so what's the problem, shit. Nathan? There's nothing <laughs> wrong with it. What's the problem? What's the problem, Nathan? <laughs> whatever, you, whatever you want to do with your life. I'm a married you, man, bro. Oh, you know, like I'm, I'm straight. Never stop nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is moving on. Yeah. Sorry, but something in design, you think? Uh, <laughs> designing clothes would be my first option. I really wanted to, to do that. Or interior design. Okay. One of those two. Interior yeah, design. Nice. Those yeah. two. I like to create and I like to be creative when it comes to those like things. like things. Yeah. Okay. So like that, yours that would be <laughs> <laughs> and that would be your dream job or would it be what yeah. you would do if uh, yeah probably what have I been doing if I wasn't uh, yeah. the, you would know. you prefer to do that oh yeah mm. very much okay mm. so yeah what about you oh, for me I was I, I was studying law I have a law degree and I'd probably be a lawyer you but know. what would you wish to be? Ah, like Other Asher, than a football you know, player. Like Asher, like a football player. <laughs> I mean, those Other than being the I next mean, Messi. Yeah, I mean, those are dreams that you have as a kid. You know, you support your, whatever sport you like. Because I, I, I liked being active. I liked trying different sports. And I really fell in love with football. Mm. And, you know. Athletics and, as well, right? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was really good at athletics. But I didn't have as much, excuse me, I didn't have as much of a passion for it. Mm. And if I had pursued that path, I probably would have turned into something. Mm. But I never had the desire for it, like with football. Mm. Football, I used to go to, you know, club football on the weekend. And after having played, you know, had two long practices and a football match for school during the week. So I'd be playing four or five times a week, mm. you know, and practicing at home and doing all this stuff. But uh, yeah, it didn't work out. So no. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Exactly. Doing a goddamn podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, I'm I'm very happy with how things have turned out, you know, and I've found something that I'm really passionate about. And this industry is really special. Um it teaches you a lot. Mm. Yeah, you grow a, a lot. lot. You grow a lot. The Definitely. mental side of this of this job is very, very, very is something that people from the outside don't see. 
Like like Asha said, you have to have a thick skin. Mm. And um and it affects your personal life as well. Oh yeah. It does. It's not it's not just like it's a job in no. office work, you do your eight hours no. and come back home. You take your job home. Yeah, you, you take really it home. Mm. The even good if, even and if the you don't bad. want to. Yeah. The good and the bad things. Yeah. yeah. For sure. sure. What are the things that you helped you in your life from the kitchen environment? Uh standing up for myself. Uh. You know, being tough. Uh learning to pursue something until it's done. Because mm. you know, like I said, I wasn't very talented. Never half-assed things. Never half-assed, no. yeah. Mm. I wasn't very good in the beginning, but because I persevered and because I was lucky enough to have people who believed in me and who actually were able to help me, and I got a lot of tough love also. Like mm. from you know the head chef, uh, the first place I worked, I believe that he used to give me a lot of tough love. At the time, I just think he hated me. Mm. But I think he liked me as a person, mm. but he always treated me like shit, <laughs> if mm. that makes sense. Of course, so Mr. Miyagi. Exactly, it was like Mr. Miyagi kind of thing. So, you know, I'm thankful for people like that, and it's, it's worked out. So it's really helped me to mature and to toughen up and... Mm. What about you, Asha? I think respect. Mm. It's like if you, the easiest way to work in this industry for me is to be polite and be respectful, mm. and that's got gets gets you so far. If you communicate with all your like stand up for yourself, like Tana said, you have to stand up for yourself, otherwise you're gonna get trodden all over. But there's a way to do that. If you can do it with attitude when you're when you know you're not at that level, then you're putting yourself in shit. In the shit. You know, you need to be respectful to your bosses, even if you don't like them. You just you have to you be know, professional. You have to be professional. Mm. Nathan, um, yeah, I think uh, echo all those sentiments. Just respect. Uh, really, cutting corners, you're going to get found out. Um, you can't just say like, "Oh, listen, I kind of just forgot the salad, but fuck it, don't worry about it. Just let it out. Mm. It's going to come back. It always will come be. Back. Yeah, fuck. it's going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse master. Yeah. If you forget an ingredient <laughs> in a cocktail. It's gonna come back yeah, if you exactly. get you know. So you gotta make things you know high pressure situation, uh, and making the best quality product. So it's yeah, it's like uh, I guess like making a diamond. You know, you, the pressure and all that stuff sort of creates the best you, I suppose. Mm. So yeah, for me it was I became super fucking clean with everything. Mm. I need to have everything clean and organized. You're a neat trick. Yeah. Uh, that's the good things. Uh, you, I learned to work fast with everything, and I've learned by working in the kitchen. Fast does, yeah, multitasking and fast doesn't have to necessarily be you know in a rush. No, but by planning and having a clear vision of yeah. how this end product will be, what the steps yeah. you need to. Take. No, I've learned that as well, mm. big time. And the bad things is I say fucking shit a lot. Yeah, I, sw- I never in used to every swear. single fucking shit. Yeah. I say shit. People <laughs> think I'm mad or some fucking shit. I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, look, yeah, listen, yeah. I'm okay, but this is the way I speak. This, this is the way I, I speak talk. In fucking shit, you know. Even when I go to a guest and I talk to a guest, yeah. no, yeah, I you can't because I can't switch shit. it. It's, this is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's what hard do you for say me to the guest. <laughs> How was your food? Fucking uh, shit. <laughs> I hope you liked my dish and fucking fucking shit. shit. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah, but the last point I just wanted to touch on is like, just very quickly, what are some things that you wish guests knew about us or about the industry that they don't know? So like, for example, coming on time, 
you know, for if you've made a reservation, come on time. Don't do, don't order five minutes before the kitchen closes. Things like that. What are some things oh, that you guys? Yeah, that, that last one. Yeah. Don't do a T pain and snap your fingers. Don't do a T pain and snap fingers. Snap your fingers. Okay. Yeah. You're going to do it all by yourself. Yeah. Good I listeners you of <laughs> band podcasts. Yeah, exactly. I Listen and learn. I ain't going to Listen deal properly. with that at all. Mm. You know, there's a lot of times where people are just. Is it rude or is it rude people in general or literally snapping fingers or a bit of both? Things? Literally snapping fingers. Mm. Literally. Yeah. Snapping fingers. Oh, I hate that as well. Or shouting out or saying mm. like, Ushekta, um, excuse me. Uh, I'm like, you think I don't see you? Do you see the other people too? I'm at the studio, man. Yeah, exactly. You calm, calm your tits. Yeah. It's going to be fine. But <laughs> Calm your tits down. <laughs> no, seriously. It's like, um, I'm just saying as a bartender, those, those mm. are my pet peeves. It's just, listen, I can see you. You can see I'm dealing with other people. If you're patient, most likely you're going to get it much quicker. Mm. So if you want to get a drink quickly, people of the world, if you want to get your drink quicker, don't snap your fingers. Don't snap your fingers. Don't put your hand out like as if you're hailing a cab because I'm not going to see you. Or waving the, the card. Waving the of, card. Yeah. And this is one thing I, I found in, um, uh, particularly in Stockholm, because I mean, uh, you know, I'm from London and uh, Zimbabwe as well. It's, People snapping their cards on the on the um, on the counter on the counter, and they just go like, "Oh, that's just." And I'm just like, "If you if you snap that one more time, I'm gonna snap you. I'm gonna you're gonna lose your hand." Yeah. <laughs> it's just the worst. Uh, mm. But yeah, just literally listen. We're trying to help you. Mm. People are not in this business to piss you off, mm. so don't piss us off mm. because then you're not gonna get your stuff. Yeah, I think it's and like I have a similar point of view to Nathan. I think that the what guests need to remember always is that you're not the only guest in the restaurant. Mm. That's the, to sum everything up. Like you, you have to realize that you're no more important than the guest sitting next to you or the guest three tables down from you or the guests at the bar or whatever. We are trying our best to serve everyone equally. And it's, it, there's that, but there's also yeah. like taking a long time to make an order. Mm. When so you say like, you're ready. Like we're ready. Okay. We come there and then, you know, you, you, yeah, you, you can ask for recommendations, advice and everything, but then when we give them to them, to you, take them. Mm. Yeah. They'll be like, oh, but I was thinking, okay, then don't ask me. Exactly. Choose yourself yeah. before I come here because it takes a lot of time and we can have like 15 tables at once. No time for your shit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. True. Better? Uh, don't come in order five minutes before closing. Yes. Please don't do that. That pisses everyone off. Look, there, there is there is a plan. There is a whole operation going on before closing. Mm. And this goes for every single restaurant. Yeah. You clean your station. You spend hour or hour and a half just plastering and taking care of everything and prepping it for the next things, day. Cleaning boxes, cleaning containers. Exactly. Yeah. And you come and you order everything yeah and now we Starters, need to start tasting all menu. over again <laughs> seven so course tasting menu five minutes before closing people are not being assholes but you know it's it's physically exhausting because you just did i don't know god knows 150 guests at mm. night and you just want to go home and relax or go out and have a beer or whatever and you just come five minutes before sure. and we need to stay because yeah. it, it can serve be, your ass. It, it can be the difference between you getting home an hour and a half early or not. You yeah. Know? Or on and it time happens so many times. On a half late. It happens yeah. a lot, and a lot of people don't think about it. Yeah. So it's because no. they don't uh, know. Exactly. So now you know. Now you know. So now don't you know. do it. Plus, please, if you went to a nice restaurant with a professional kitchen and the chef 
don't tell the chef how to do things because they are there for a reason. They know what they're doing. If they recommend the a piece of meat to be medium, take it medium. Don't order it extra well done because it will not taste the same and you will complain about it. So if you ask for a special thing, don't complain about it because it was your choice. And Especially if the chef said, ah, we don't recommend it that way. And please don't come and have a friendly chat in the middle of a middle peak, service. peak rush service <laughs> yeah. with the chefs by the pass and try to find out how we're feeling and how we're doing and bring your bar. kids. I don't and see them. But imagine the in the please bar. Please don't do that. Don't imagine in the them. bar on the floor. <laughs> I just... I just Call the head waiter and tell him like, ah, okay. Get them out of here. Yeah, get, get them out of here. How the fuck did they? Yeah. Where's the here? warden? Yeah, exactly. but just imagine like, just to piggyback your point, just imagine like when you're on the floor, everyone wants to have a conversation. Mm. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone's taking uh, time to shower, shave, and uh, put their uh, cologne on and whatever. So they want to have a good time. Mm. So they're just like, hey, how's it going? You know, it's my my grandma's birthday. And meanwhile, behind you, seeing a gang of people behind <laughs> you who are getting seated, and you're just like, oh, yes, <laughs> oh I'm so happy, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, but wait. Oh, who are you? <laughs> oh, your accent. Where are you from? No, exactly. Oh, this, this is the thing. Yeah, my, accent, my colleagues yeah. love to do this to me. Yeah. If Australians walk into the restaurant, they're like, oh, how Barton is from Australia. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Don't do that. Because then I go there like, oh, how long you been here, mate? Yeah. <laughs> Sweden, how's that? You learned the language yet? And fucking 20 minute conversation. I don't have time. So I'm like, I'm not from Australia. You Although go, you're Australian no, and you speak an Australian accent, yeah. you sound so weird to me. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And you just go, my dad is actually from India. <laughs> I'm from India. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Why would she slap no, me? Like, yeah. No, I'm telling you, it, it's, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, and some people just like, talking to you and talking about their life story, like, oh yeah, because particularly in bars, okay, before we finish this off, mm-hmm. there's certain, certain purple, certain people in the bar, like I think I'll put it into three categories. Mm. There's the Guest wise. Guest-wise. Okay. Three categories. There's the one waiting for a table. So obviously, you know, they kind of dress kind of well and, you know, maybe they're waiting for like a theater. So it's just on the corner. So they, mm-hmm. you know, want to have a little bit of a drink, cocktail, you know, like a martini, yeah. that kind of stuff. And, and they just they, kind of... And they, they bounce. Yeah, and they bounce, you know, mm-hmm. that's cool. So this is the regular person who's sort of, you know, the hole in the wall. Then you have the, the regular who is like, uh, wants to talk to you. Like, at, like, I'm like, listen, I really like you, but, you know, like... You need to, because uh, they'll be like, hey, 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 uh, hey, man, uh, can I have another drink? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah but can you just wait a little bit? Yeah, yeah but hey, man, <laughs> you know, last week was really fun. You know, you made me this drink. I'm like, okay, yeah, thank you very much. Here we go. And then you have the third one, which, which for me is the most, I think the most entertaining. Uh, entertaining maybe in a good or a bad way is the, um, the one who you know exactly what he's going to order, sits on his own, obvious, huh? comes at exactly the same time mm. and just sits there. And just mopes, uh, and just <laughs> and just sits there and just like drinking their beer. And I'm like, okay, so you want a second one? They, you already know when to bring it. Yeah, and you bring it. It's like second time, one, uh, third one. It's, it's uh, like clockwork. It's the inside yeah. of guests. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, literally, like the, it's 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 crazy. There's some people where it's like the regulars just come in, and there's this guy we call him Mustache Guy, mm. and this guy Mustache Guy, he shows up at exactly the same time. He must he must have part of the spectrum. I don't know what's going on in his head. He shows up exactly the same time. He moves exactly the same way. The same sort of like he walks straight. He walks right exactly the same time. He walks exactly the same seat. If his seat is not there, he will go away and come back till that seat is available. Wow. So he will come back, sit on that seat once the seat is available. So I don't know how he's finding out. What, so he's surveilling the place. I don't know what the hell he's doing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. He will sit down and he will order a Coke. 
And then he would order a glass of water, order a Coke, and then he would leave. But he wants to specifically sit on that seat in the bar. Mm. Have you guys ever had a Jimmy the bartender situation? Jimmy the bartender? What yeah. Was that? Uh, I remember like in, I used to read men's health magazines a lot when mm. I was a teenager. Oh, you know, trying okay. to be a man. Wow, back so, in the days. Yeah, so basically Jimmy the bartender was a segment in the magazine ah, where yes, yes, I remember. they would basically have like, he would give advice to people. Mm. So like maybe people come and tell them their life stories or they've got problems with their girlfriend or, you know, they're trying to get this promotion at work. Yeah, and, yeah. and Jimmy... Being the bartender, being the, the wise man. Is, yeah. No, he's a wise guy. Yeah, he's not yeah, an yeah, asshole. He's a good guy. You know, he always gives these people perfect advice and tells them what to do. And right. you know, you can just chat with Jimmy. You don't, you know, you don't know him so well, but you you know him well yeah. enough. You know. So you ever had that situation where someone comes to you and they just yeah they just want to offload and ask for advice and just oh, talk man. and like there's one yeah. guy in particular. Yeah, this guy was was. An enigma to me. Because, I mean, most people I can see it. When they walk in, you can already see, mm. okay, this is what this is about. You know, he just wants to have two beers before he goes to see his wife or he has to have, you know, uh, three <laughs> shots of beer because he's... Uh, <laughs> two beers <laughs> before he sees his wife. Yeah. Ah, listen, it happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to the wives. Uh, he just needs to take the edge off after work. Uh, but, yeah, there was one guy in particular. He seemed like a pretty wealthy guy. Kind of looked like a Tony Robbins kind of guy. He sort of spoke like Tony Robbins as well. Okay. Uh, and he was just like... Uh, he would come in. I remember he came in the first time. He was a bit of an asshole. You can tell, he's, you know, at the beginning, I was I kind of just said, I'm not about that life. No, uh. Uh, then he respected me for it. And he was, we started talking and he was like, ah, listen, yeah, you know, I, I own boats and all these kind of things. Well, oh, cool. No worries. And um, what's so funny about him is like, he would come in dead sober. But by the time he drank his third beer, he was stone drunk. No, by the time he's like, because we're just talking, he's just like, it's lit. Yeah, we're just talking like, oh yeah, he's like, oh, you're a social genius. I'm like, oh, thank you very much. He's like, oh, you're a social. That's what he used to say all the time. Because he would say things to the beer. So the first beer is kind of short. <laughs> the second one, he's now saying like, oh, you're a social genius. Like, I love, it. I love the way you treat your guests or whatever. And I'm like, all right, cool, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the way you, you know, I like the way you hang out. You know, we're hanging out, we're having a good time, we're talking. And he came at exactly the same time all the time. And he showed me where he lives. It was literally in the middle of Stockholm. Mm. And he's like, that's my apartment over there. I was like, shit, okay, nice. And then the third beer is when I, he starts to lose the rails. And instantly he starts becoming like far right wing racist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and, he, and he'd just be like, you're not bad for a black person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Here we go. Know, I'm his one black you friend. You worked your way yeah, up. I'm his one yeah. black and you worked your way up. You're, you're up to you. But you're smart. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, so it, uh, but yeah. you're smart. Sorry, sorry, sorry for interrupting. Yeah, yeah. We labeled guests. Can we label colleagues as well? Because there are certain type of go- colleagues that you can find in every single workspace, especially in our industry. Yeah, Absolutely. Can, um, you, can you, let's say three, three, I don't know. Give three. The first one I think about is the excuse master, like we said. The that master. person that who always looks like he's doing something, oh, but he's yeah. actually he's not, not doing, doing oh, anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got a few of those. We call them jobs worth in a... Oh, you don't have salad. Oh, shit. Ah, I didn't know that we do have salad. Mm. Okay. (laughs) Do you have the steaks ready? Oh, shit. Okay, yeah, steaks. Then there's the texter as well. The texter. The texter. The person's always on the phone. Yeah. The guy who's very egocentric and thinks Mm. he's the best or she's the best thing that's ever happened but actually isn't. The Mm. line stepper. Exactly. Because I always found that in my experience, the people who are the best never say they are. No. No. They're, they're humble. sure they are. Yeah. They're sure no. they are. And they're very humble because they know that they're way above everyone else. 
You've got the old, like as far as waiting goes, you've got the old school guys as well. Yeah, the old like. guy with the bad hygiene. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you, you always have the Our old guys on the floor are usually really good. <laughs> All right. Really good. Respect. Hey, you find those in every workplace. Yeah. And there's the know it all as well. Yeah, exactly. There's the know it all. There's a drug addict, of course. Ah, well, that's so. like 80%. Yeah, that's more in the kitchen, I think. <laughs> yeah. And there's the one the who, who exaggerates mm, about everything. Yeah. All right. You brag about, I don't know, doing something or hooking up with someone or whatever, and he will come and just take that to the next, next, next level. <laughs> oh, you just, you know, slept with a girl? I just fucked 27 goats <laughs> <laughs> and killed them. Yeah. <laughs> and fucked them again. When I was done. <laughs> yeah. Like the final boss version of someone who exaggerates. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, final level. exactly. Yeah. But I guess we didn't really quite touch upon it. But I guess before we finish, is we've been talking about work, we've been talking about hospitality, we've been talking about the things that we do and the people we've worked with. We haven't really touched on what really happens in the hospitality industry after we finish work. Oh, that's a whole different episode of this podcast. <laughs> That'll take some time. But it's a crazy, time. crazy, guess, a crazy world. I guess to be continued, I guess at yeah, some point. Yeah, to be uh, to continue. Please like and we subscribe. We will do a part two. We'll yeah, do we'll do a part, part two, two if you need it. Our lives outside of this. Like and subscribe. Yeah. It doesn't have to be about us, mm. but you know, I'm not going to talk it's about It's a crazy, crazy world. Wait till the asshole question in that. Yeah. Wait, you got one? No, no, no. Okay. No, I said, I said, did you hear what I said? No. Then listen. I wasn't listening. Exactly. All right. So we do the quick fires. Anyways, here we go. So we're going to go to quick fire now. So yeah. Thank you very much, guys. So these ones are quite random. Some of them are. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh wow. That is the wrong button for. Sorry, it's been a while. All right. There we go. There you go. Quick fire. Just even started. And just for the listeners. We've actually labeled these buttons, so I don't know if you can't read. Yeah, we did actually. Oh, read. Gin. My bad. I don't know My what's bad. going on. He's yeah. been sipping some gin and juice. <laughs> Laid back. But anyways, yeah. So we're gonna go to the quick fight. Yeah. Uh, so uh, these are no, no particular order. It's just gonna be random. As right. that's how I are like. We're going it. in an order around the circle this time. Uh, I guess we'll start from Tawana and we go around. All right. Here we go. So um, my first question is: Would you rather have an extra leg or an extra hand? Uh, an extra hand. Extra hand. Extra hand. Extra hand. Yeah. I was thinking extra leg, but uh, yeah, I think that could be. What would you use an extra leg for? That's a good question. Running fast. It's not very practical. Running fast. Yeah, extra hand could help. I guess you just need new t-shirts. But anyways, yeah. So we just cut holes in Yeah, cut holes in what you got. Bro, if you have an extra hand, they're doing fucking research on you. Okay, okay. You're not allowed outside. So I know this is quick fire, but where would you put the hand? Exactly. Where would the hand come from? Do you mean extra arm? Like an extra arm. Or an extra, like a full arm. An extra arm. An extra arm. Or an extra leg. Come for me, ribs, something like that. Yeah, from ribs, like Goro. Like Goro, yeah, exactly. But then I would want two. Yeah, exactly. So I could actually you can't climb. have two. Can you can't have one. two. You can't you have one. one. I can climb you things. Get, you get, like eight. You, you get an extra one, and you don't tell no one about it. <laughs> <laughs> Just hide it. Yeah. A kid in high school had an extra thumb. That I, grew up with. I had a kid. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. I had a friend who had extra toes and mm. extra fucking fingers. Did, that did side. work. No, no, no. It was just like just uh, an extra on the side. No, no. He got a cut off when he was really young. God damn. Okay, to never shower or to never have a haircut or shave. Never have a haircut. Never have a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Easy. Um, 
one course or three courses? Of food. Three courses. Yeah, if you were just that's the only way you could Sorry, eat. Sorry, I'm skipping my That's right, go for my it. My turn. Yeah, do you think? Uh, forever. Yes. Or one course. One course. Really? Three courses. It's not practical. Kind of three courses everywhere. I'd rather just eat one if this is the only thing you can do for the rest of your life. Three courses. Three one, courses. One, one course for me. Why would you take one course? Just mix everything. Together. That is just thinking about dessert. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you have bro, to have dessert. Bro. I'm gonna have my ice cream with my steak yeah. <laughs> on the side. Put the glaze. Exactly. Uh, uh, would you rather read? Th- uh, sorry. Three courses or one? I said one. Oh, sorry. Yeah. One. Are you listening? Oh God. No. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. Shots You're fired. <laughs> did you guys hear it? No. No. Uh, did I, you hear? I did. Thank you. I did. Thank you very much. Actually, I did. Thank you. <laughs> Do you like to read thoughts or read emotions? Read thoughts. Ah, read thoughts. Thoughts. Emotions. Why would you read emotions? I can already read emotions. Because thoughts are just fuck me up. Like you're going to think too much about what people are thinking. Imagine what everyone's thinking. But uh, at least I can read if somebody's angry or sad and I don't have to think about the details. Of course you would think about the details. Yeah, but at least I won't know them if you hear the thoughts. If you hear someone thinking like this person is one of the but then you're going to guess the what, why yeah exactly yeah but I'd rather guess and not know ah, okay. if you know what I mean I'm the opposite yeah I'm the opposite yeah, I'm opposite okay. I'd actually know I don't want no shit and then I can plan my attack exactly based on what they're actually <laughs> thinking if they not on how they're feeling ah fair enough here we go it's that's not why very it's called beneficial that's why it's called, I think it is but anyways like this is why it's called a quick fire. Nathan, uh, Nathan thinks like a lady. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> and that's perfectly fine. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. You see what happens? You see the female listeners. You see these guys. This is what you call toxic masculinity, yeah, right? It here. is not. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of is. It kind of is. <laughs> I said it was perfectly fine. Yeah, it's fine. Nah, you yeah. said it as a disclaimer. I did. But anyways, not. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> would you rather be younger or wiser? Uh, mm-hmm. Younger as in I go back 15 years in time Like as you can go Maybe 10 years back Or you can be Where you are now And 10 years wiser 10 years wiser uh, 10 years wiser I'll be wiser as well. Wiser too Here we go Never have to cook Or never have to clean Never have to clean Never have to cook Wow Coming from a Cleaning shift. is <laughs> a, <laughs> No cleaning is relaxing for me I don't know Okay. I don't mind cleaning either, but never have to clean. Never have to clean for me. Um, I think we kind of touched this on the podcast, but I was like, what occupation would you least want to do? Least want to do? What's the one thing where you're like, I could never do that. Fuck it. Uh, training cobras in a circus. Just cobras, okay. Anything that has to do with sharks. Wow. Yeah, or shall I say anything that has to do with snakes? Okay, okay go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Now that you say that, yeah. I would hate to be working in the police force where you have to go and tell people that someone's de- died. Oh, oh, that's hard. You're getting some points back. Or like the military. <laughs> no, but like, yeah, like if, you, if you have to be the person that goes and tells the family yeah, that their son is dead or their husband's dead or whatever, that would be the worst. Mm. Be awful. Send in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's horrible. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing? Thank you very much. Uh, I'll just like to know that your son is uh, the, the operation was successful. The away. patient is dead. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly, terrible, yeah. exactly. Uh, anyways, it's not a funny matter. But anyways, um, for me, it would be working in a sewer. 
Like as in cleaning sewer pipes and shit. Oh man! Like being like a plumber, but like you know, plumber for a city, like you're underground. Ugh. God damn! Yeah, That's bring gross. snakes, bring sharks. Imagine every day doing that. I had a friend who did You'd get that. used to it. Oh, in Iraq, bro, in our sewage, you dive into them to do whatever the fuck. Uh-huh. So the dude used to, you know, die, literally. I close his nose and eyes and go. But did he have like a mask and no mask, nothing? Oh, I, can, I, I have video. I will show you later. Video? No, I don't, don't want to see that. Shit. I don't want to see <laughs> literally. That. No, me neither. He dives into the fucking sewage to open it. No. Oh. Yeah. For me, and he did that for a living. No, uh. every day. To this day. Yeah, that's that's world problems. Huh? Fuck you. On that bombshell. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's be thankful that we are in a tough industry, but we don't oh, have to yeah. dive into shit every day. Literally. Literally. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Here All we right. go. Talk to me, okay? On that note, we'll wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of The Band Podcast. Hope to see you next time. So that's me from Tawana, my boy Batter. Cheers. Asher in the corner there. Thank you for listening again. Nathan. Absolutely. And that's it. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Peace.